Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Well, everybody, welcome to the Future Break podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. Today, we're talking about electronic voting. Yeah, we are. And it's more of a, I mean, it's friendly, but it's kind of a showdown. <laughs> well, we're, first of all, we're changing things up a little bit, I feel yeah. like, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of middle of summer. It doesn't feel like that here in South Dakota, but, um, you know, we thought, hey, it's time to change it up a little bit. We've been kind of talking about some serious topics lately. Oh, and- my word. <laughs> You know, is that what it is? Is I that what it is in the mood this morning? I feel I feel like we've been I talking <laughs> right? Oh, talked totally. about some pretty serious things, but um so we thought, you know, hey, let's change it up a little bit. Let's talk about electronic voting. And then when Peter brought when you brought this up to me, I yeah. think we we finally disagreed on something. Well, at least <laughs> <laughs> I, you can change my mind. I'm not gonna. Lie. You can change my mind. Oh my god! And I understand you have some really good stuff, but I, I. So okay, let me just put it this way. I feel like you've got some good stuff on actual, like yeah. the science of this is a good thing, right? Yeah. Where to yeah. me, if I'm going to go back to what you know, the the emerging technology portion, if you will, yeah, right, yep. Um. The human behavior of what I believe was probably more on my end, at least the human mindset mm-hmm. on this, especially today. Um, well, well, we'll see. We'll okay, see. we'll see. Yeah. So let's get into it. What's, let's just, uh, let's just electronic voting. Yeah. And for, let's let's just let's just set this scenario, at least in my mind, so that you and I are both in the same wavelength on this. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Totally. It is 2020 mm-hmm. or whatever in the United States. We have a new election season again. Yep. No more Trump. No more. Nope. There's a potential. There's a potential. Yeah, okay. Do so, yeah. Years. Yeah. Yep. There's a potential for another Trump. Yep. Another Trump. Either way, we're Either voting. Way. Yes, we're voting. We're voting. Um, the the situation in situ- is where we have um, the uh, <laughs> set of scantrons. Everything is digitized. Is this right? Okay. Okay. Are you following me here? Yep, following. Yep. Because we're still using scantrons here, aren't we? I think so. We're filling in circles. You're using, yeah, you're using pencils. We're still using pencils, number two pencils. Two, yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm following you here. Following me. Okay. So that is the situation. I, I'm not even go this far. Maybe in 2024, it's all on your mobile device. But let's just, for lack of a better word, mm-hmm. let's. It's a still a voting precinct, and there's like digital press buttons. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. I think that as a, if it if that date was to happen this year, as of right now. I do not think people would like it. Okay. Tell me more. 
really hoping to get your argument out first, and then I was going to go into mine, but yeah, I, I, I just dug myself okay. away there. Uh, here, let me paint you another scenario. Maybe this, okay. this would be a good... Um, I think uh, I'm looking forward to the day um, when, when I can take my phone... Mm-hmm. And there's an election, maybe a city yep. election, uh, let's say a school board election. Typical elections that I, I normally don't vote at, right? Right. But those are probably more important than we think. Yeah. Who we elect on the board, who we elect in, into city council and all that stuff. Hmm. But I'm not, honestly, it, to me, it the, it's so low in priority that I'm not going to go out to the vote. Polling, polling station... <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm okay. just being real. Here. All right, well, <laughs> right. Nope, that's human behavior. It's like okay, and, okay. We're yeah, we're choosing over you know Nancy and Bob, and and <laughs> they both probably will do a good job, but I don't you know. Anyways, I'm not going to go out there and vote. So I'm looking forward to the day where hey, I get a push notification. Hey, Serge, it's time to vote. Who would you like to pick? And you can click on the name. You can read about their position. You can. Um, you know, save it for later or whatever. So if you got like lots of people to vote for, you can save favorites and uh, and then on election day when it mm. when they turn on the voting capabilities. Okay. Yep. Uh, I've already been pre-registered. Pre, you know, I've gone through the whole process. I push a few taps on who I want to vote and I hit the big blue, red, green, whatever color vote button, and boom, my vote is counted. Is my vote final? Yes, and my vote is final. I can't go back and change. I can't go it back that and change day. it. That well, I can't go back and change it ever. It's final. So, why why I said the why I said the like school board election is because we in our town we've recently had a mayoral election. Yeah, that's right? very correct. Yep. Um, uh, and it was very expensive, <laughs> to say the least, and. We actually had a runoff in the mayoral, like the city That's the true. city bylaws say that you have to have, the person getting votes has to have 50% to be, uh, to win, like basically overall uncontested. And that didn't happen. We had like eight candidates, I think, in the field. Um, anyways, the runoff election is just dragging the city out another three, four weeks. You know, and plus it's costing the candidates money. It's costing uh, just a a lot of a lot of changes and things um, for these runoff elections. And you know, in the end, our new mayor wins, and yep. he, you know, I, I'm sure he spent quite a lot of money to yeah, yeah. to uh, to fund this campaign. You know, it's it's a very serious thing, and so. That's one, you know, that's one concern I have is like, well, we've got this, this, this issue where, oh, here's, here's the problem here with that. The runoff election was historically, well, I don't know if it was historically low, but it was really low turnout for the runoff election. This year? This year. And so my- Are you serious? Yeah. I'm like, this is our mayor, guys. Everyone should be voting. Everyone who can, you know, we we our city's about two hundred thousand people, one hundred eighty or so. You know, at least a hundred thousand people, at least eighty thousand people should be voting. 
for the next, you know, basically what, what was CEO the, of what the was city. The final number, by the way, it was not even close. It was like I'd have to look back and, and find out. But regardless, is what I'm saying is when we have an election and then there's a runoff, that that's even less people interested in the runoff at the end. Yes. So, true. so my solution would be, as I described earlier, <laughs> everyone gets a nice little push notification or they go to a polling place where there's laptops or iPads yeah. set up and there's people there to help walk through the process of registering you and, um, and, and we kind of go from there. And so, if you're old school, you can still go to the polling place. That still exists, but it's it's a lot less technically um, staffed, or it's a lot less like you don't have to get these huge. I mean, we're using stuff from. Come on, we're this is 2018. We're using stuff from like the 50s. We gotta we gotta improve. Sorry, that was my rant. No, that's that's good. Well, Serge. When technology was made in the nineteen fifties, don't make it like they used to, do they? Huh? <laughs> Indeed, it's still going. Uh, okay. There's a lot of stuff. What you said okay, that I'm like, it. I'm like, yeah, that sounds that sounds you know probably pretty good. I feel like there's a big butt coming up here. <sighs> there's a lot of things actually made me think about in that that I just wasn't, it was, it was like really unpacking my head as you were saying it because I never, when you voiced it like that, I'm like, there's a bunch of voting block of people that will vote that otherwise wouldn't have voted. Exactly. And so the people that normally don't vote. So why why do I? Oh my goodness, this is going to get unpacked into like Peter. Why do you feel this way? You know, those, but like <laughs> this is therapy. Therapy. <laughs> but why is there a part of me that likes the idea that like it takes a little effort to go vote? Does that make sense? Say that again. It takes a little effort. Yeah. To like. Go vote. Right. Right. Is that... Am I just completely... Um, <laughs> you know, and this also makes me think about um, when technology is this core piece of... I mean, I like the point of your saying, like, there will there will still be a precinct in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Uh, I mean... Can you, is, you know, technical voting opens the full day, mm-hmm. but is, is there some sort of digital vote in absentee, you know, type situation? Uh, not absentee, um, early vote. What do they call it? Yeah, absentee. Absentee. Yeah, yeah. it is absentee, yeah. right? Yep. Okay, yeah. Absentee voting. Because I did that one year, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, That still may be available in some capacity. Absolutely, why not? Did, yeah, okay. Here, like, I'm not. I think what we're having with with voting is more of a design problem than than like a security thing. Uh, well, security is definitely part of it, but it's a design problem, honestly. In kind of the the what I outlined with, here. With, okay, hold on, one last thing. Sure. Are there going to be like two alerts that says 
Are you sure? Please review before you click submit. Okay. Once again, are you sure? All right. Go. Again, it's a design problem that can be that can be solved, right? So okay. I'm, you know, my background is in, in user experience design. And so this is not a hard thing to solve at all. Okay. You build a platform, you build and 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 this is where the, I would love this to like the state of South Dakota, for example, yeah. right? Okay. They they pick they vet a platform that's you know, there's lots of platforms out there nowadays, especially with electronic voting or e voting. They vet a platform, they make the requirements as strict as possible, and um, basically here's the here's a huge benefit of this. Okay. It's real time voting. Meaning well, yeah. real time results. So as people are voting, we don't have to wait till 9.30, 10 that o'clock. Is, that is a little ridiculous. And the it? precinct, it's like, really? Precincts are still coming in at like midnight? And they, they're, you know, they're having to project who the winner is going to be? Well, for goodness sakes, you know, we take Facebook polls, we take Inst- Twitter polls, and stuff is right. You can see the results right away. Why should it be any more, any different than that? Now, I'm not trying to oversimplify the, the the voting thing as well because I know that you know there's there's definitely some drawbacks. You know, <laughs> one drawback is 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 potential for fraud. You know, with with paper voting, if somebody stuffs a couple envelopes, well, that's a couple envelopes. With this e voting system, you know, if somebody hacks into the South Dakota's voting system okay that could that could upend a lot of stuff so but okay yeah well thank you thank you for for throwing throwing me a bone here because that's kind of uh yeah it's kind of like this thing of like oh the convenience would be nice yeah but the but the risk seems i mean I still probably might take, would still take the late precincts to know that, like, for the most part, the votes are what the votes are. Does that make sense? It makes sense. But every single election, Peter. Yes. Dead people vote. Yeah. Right? Every single well, election right. we've and got. We're not, we've we're not going to mess around with numbers, but to your point dead people vote we've got recalls yeah. right revotes uh you know the the biggest like fiasco that w- that happened was obviously the 2000 2000 presidential election with with bush and gore the chad it got i mean we didn't know who our president was for like weeks <laughs> that's ridiculous the guy you know bush was if and if it was gore the same thing would have happened they were they were set up weeks, you know. Basically, they had to catch up the three or four weeks that it took to figure out who actually won. Just a quick background, because I realize there might be some people listening who don't understand with this. Two thousand, yeah. Florida, yep, was this up in the air state down to the <laughs> was, yeah for like a, yeah for a week yeah. Was it more than it was more than one week? It was more than one week. I think it was about three weeks, honestly. Um, I, that's I a really good question. I can double check on that here. 
the the situation part of it was uh this concept of the chad so it's, it's, maybe this is why they're like stick with the scantron get your number to pencils out shade i don't know but the uh, in florida they had the situation where they had this ballot where you would push kind of like a perforated edge through to vote mm. okay but so what about the ballots that didn't have the chad they called those little pieces that would be pushed out the chad what if the chad wasn't completely gone <laughs> was that a vote the hanging chad question mark yeah uh so uh looks like uh i'm just doing some research here um by late november the florida state canvassing board certified bush the winner by 537 votes but the election was still unresolved as legal battles remained this had to go to the florida supreme court that's right and the supreme court so the people spoke forgot about that and it went to the supreme court and the supreme court decided on a 4-3 decision uh, they issued a manual recount of the of the approximately forty five thousand undervotes or ballots that were not recorded clearly. So here's the thing: like, based on horrible design, have you seen some of these forms? They are horrible. They are they are crimes against design. They are atrocities. And we have to pick our president, or we have to pick our mayor, or we have to pick our congressperson. That's crazy. This was a design issue from the start. Yeah. Right? No, it, it was a design issue. I agree with that. Yeah. And so this is what I'm saying is like this this is ridiculous that we're we don't want another Florida because that dragged it out. That dragged the yeah, country that out. Was, that I mean you know, that, and yeah. for, for for goodness sakes, we have the technology that can help. And you and I have talked about this in a couple episodes already. We have. And that technology is the blockchain. The blockchain. <laughs> so we, you know, we've talked about Bitcoin and, and <laughs> all that, you know, how that all works and all that. But essentially, the blockchain is perfect technology for e-voting because it's a ledger system. And so what, how this could work I'm just hypothetically kind of theorizing here, but yeah. I, but I think there there's a there's a couple um, solutions out there already that like I think it's democracy dot you know center or something like that. There's a couple platforms actually already out there that are doing this, but essentially, how I would love for this to work in my perfect world is when you get a driver's license or an ID. Yes. You're usually automatically registered to vote, or you re- you can register to vote. Right? Okay. How about okay? Um, yeah, right, and, okay. and throw and throw any questions here. What about just does it have to be that, or can it just be your social security number? Actually, oh man, it's a very interesting situation. Okay, keep yeah, keep. Let me keep going here. Keep going because I yeah. Okay, so this would be the probably the easiest solution is when you get your ID, yep. you are automatically entered into enrolled into this <laughs> voting platform, yes. right? Okay. And and maybe for you, the state. For the state, right. And okay. maybe you sign something, you 
um, you identify yourself at some other, you're getting a driver's license, right? You you right. physically have to be there. You can't be dead <laughs> or you, there can't be a proxy on your behalf that goes there and does that. So you're getting, you're, you're there. Maybe you, there's an additional level of authentication, um, you know, and then basically you're entered in this, into the state's blockchain voting tool or system right. or whatever it is, right? Some sort of even just like picture ID practically type thing. Some, yeah, something like, hey, you're physically there. We we know that you're here. You want to register to vote? Yeah, okay. Click this button or do something to do that. Okay. All good so far, right? Yeah. On voting day, and then, then basically then they, send, they say, hey, download this app. Uh, and then this app can be plastered on everywhere. Like it can be, a, it's, it's, it's a web app. So you can go to, you know, vote South Dakota.com or, mm-hmm. you know, some URL, or you can download it on your Android or iPhone. What it doesn't really matter. Right. And then you log in with your driver's license number. Okay. Cause that's a unique number for every state. You log in with that. Um, and then from there, you're shown the ballot and the rest of the system works in the same way that, uh, a, a typical vote election happens, right? So you've got, uh, a open time for polling and a, and a close time, right? So 8am you get a notification. Hey, Hey, sir, it's just time to vote. I click on it. And from there. I see my options, I pick my candidate, and I hit vote. Now, what's going to happen, and this is really where I think the power of e-voting and the blockchain specifically is really, really powerful. When I vote, what I would love to see is like a unique identifier, an, an basically a string of numbers and letters that says, hey, your vote was cast as, you know, XY275832, Right. Now, why I'm saying this is because what you could do and how what blockchain does is it takes that your vote and it marks it in the ledger and then it closes that ledger. So everyone on top. So if if someone wanted to hack your vote to change it from an R to a D or from a D to an R or whatever. Or an I or exactly any any candidate, they would have to hack all the other candidates that have voted after you just to get down to yours. Which again, if you want to hear more about that, listen to our blockchain episode. That's very true. Yeah. Right? Yep. No, and that's a really interesting. Yeah. And so this ledger would then, hey, then you would click another button that says view <laughs> results, live results. And as people are voting, you can see who's actually ahead, where people are at. It's all stored, it's all counted, it's all, there's no duplicates, right? And if you wanted to double check, Peter, if you yeah. say, hey. Pro- pro- productivity that day. Go, well, it never, never, right. it's never productivity day. Product, productive day anyways. Right. And here's the thing, right? Right now, this, this is an advantage. Right now, this, top, this type of system doesn't allow you our current voting system. You can't go back and check what your vote was. You cannot go back and say, oh. Because you didn't have a reference code or anything. You don't have anything. Yeah. You just drop it in the, in the envelope and. Pray to God that your vote is counted in the right in the right way. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, and this is where you you may have to refresh my mind on some things because I have two questions to follow up with that. Just from what you said. Okay. Honestly, that sounds pretty good. Pretty good so far, yeah. I th- I think I'm for the most part on board with that. Okay. 
so let's let's throw some questions here at Surge, just because. Uh, <laughs> can I can I can I finish um, real quick here? Foreign hacking. Let me finish real quick. I'm kidding. <laughs> That's okay. Not exactly Last right. thing I'm gonna say. Yes. This unique code that you got, mm-hmm. you always have that available. You can tr- you can see your voting. You can see all your voting history. Right. You can copy that code, and then go to the live results. Right. And hit the search button, type that in, and you can see your vote. It's it's to to any observer, it's just a bunch of random numbers. Right. And so like the government doesn't know who, you know, one X two B seven five eight is. Certain of this. Yeah. Okay. It's well, all randomized. It's uh, all device randomized. So nobody knows who it is, but they know, okay. But you do. Okay. And you know Okay. All right, yes. What you voted for. Okay. Okay? Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. (laughs) Cool. The government doesn't know who it is. You're telling me that my login is is my driver's license or let's just say some sort of ID in that capacity, right? Yeah. How in the world do they not have the ability to just log in as me and get the reference code to go see how I voted? Yeah, that's that's a that's a good point. Um, because you would still have to set up some kind of a password, right? You'd log in and set up a password, and you'd go through there. Okay, there could be a few. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought. I'm just. I haven't thought through all of the, the issues yet, Peter. But I mean, there's there's apps that already you know authenticate you in a really private and secure way, and so maybe it's not maybe it's not a driver's license. Maybe. Everyone gets mailed a postcard. You know, here's your here's your unique code. Log in. Right? There there's many different ways to authenticate. Some are more elegant than others, you know. Uh driver's license, maybe that's not the most elegant solution because again, like you said, the state has that or or whatever it is. Um Could, okay. the state already know here's the thing. The state yeah. right now when you vote, they know who you are. Who you are. Yeah. They know what you voted for. Well, how about this? Could could we maybe let's before we go just jump 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 straight to like I'm logging in with my information to vote online in that capacity. Can I throw another idea out there that might yeah that might so what keeps the anonymity is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out. The, anyways. Is I walk in, they're like, cool, it's Peter, check, now go vote. Mm-hmm. They never see which ballot is mine, theoretically, but which I don't see how they would do that anyways. It, it, it takes so much work. Um, gets put into a machine. I don't know, there's even a part of me that imagines like, the machine's like, oh, we're just going to kind of do that little card flip thing. like mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and like it mixes mm-hmm. it and then like, all right, scan. Regardless, I know it doesn't do that, but the that that first thing—that's how you check in, and from there it could care less. So, let me ask you this, and maybe this doesn't solve anything new at all. Is there a way that that same concept could still be applied today? It's still a voter precinct, okay? Yeah. But the voting is 
is digitized through, I don't know, maybe that doesn't really work. Because so you're not technically probably using the blockchain then because you're just... No, and here's, this is why, so we've had <sighs> electronic EMVs, right? Or EVMs, electronic voting machines. Yeah. And you've, you've I'm sure you've heard of stories where those things are either hacked or fail or, you know, and a lot of states have actually backed out of using them in, in, the, in the states here, specifically because it's a piece of hardware right. that somebody codes that... That is actually vulnerable to attack. What essentially what I'm saying is I can't I can't make that argument because there is no blockchain capacity with that. Right with that with the with, actual with I, with, electronic with the, the concept I just came up yeah. with. That that's that still somehow bypasses bypasses the blockchain. If look, is there any way to make no? Because the login issue is the is the issue here. Authentication, right? Yeah. So. I think with authentication, um, like I said, there could be there could be a way to solve this, and we could, you know, the the government could decide that we beef up our because everyone's using social security number. That's not really what it was intended for, mm. but we're using it as identification now. Um, Which, by the way, I don't know if everybody realizes this, but when you have a kid. You can opt for them not to have a social security number. Did really? You know that? I didn't know that, no. You can do that. I think most people do do that. It's never, in, even the hospitals, like, uh, you should just do this. Just do this <laughs> now, yeah. But, yeah. Um, and so that's probably, that's not a good way, because then, you know, people can know your social and all that. So, you know, it's possible that we're waiting for a breakthrough, but. In the states, at least, but other countries have actually already solved this. So, like the country of Estonia, so each Estonian citizen possesses a electronic chip enabled ID card. So every citizen has a card, uh, and they can vote over the internet. So the the card they would insert it into a reader, which is connected to the computer, and then once they're verified, they have basically it acts as a digital signature. So, so it's. No, I, well, for lack of a better word, it sounds like more of a system where you have a device that acts as a, yeah, like a, like a fob that's on you that uses a, it's used as a self authentication piece. Something like that, right. And then you maybe still have that second layer of a password you have to add in on top of that. You know, the other thing that comes to mind is like, well, there could be a authentication where they verify just your information. Like, what well, every time you sign up for, like, if you do your check your credit, yeah, it's going to ask you, did did you live at this address? And it's going to give you five options, and you have to pick the right one. You know, did you have a car loan with Honda? And like, it actually asks you specific questions that most of the time it's going to be you that only knows that, right? Yeah, and it's going to throw some trick questions in there too. To knock anyone off, um, I. But once you go through that process, once you are authenticated, the blockchain is really what makes yeah, this thing I mean, work. In a way that hasn't worked in, uh, before, right? This is weird, because in a weird way, I'm actually still now going like, you know what? I guess I'm still staying up till two. Right. And and what because 
there's just this part of me that's like, how do you, not to get all like sad again on like some of our past episodes, but how do you, how do you get around authentication? I mean, the blockchain idea is actually incredibly awesome. Yeah. It's just like identifying you to vote. How does that happen in the right way? But here's the thing, Peter. Right now, it's probably even less secure. Uh, There's some states that won't, you don't even need to show your ID to vote. Okay, well, maybe that's the bigger issue. Come on. You don't need to show your ID. You, you can't even cash a check without an ID. Right. Yeah. Right. Maybe that's the bigger issue then. I, but there's others, and, and so you've got you've got like this, um, you've got this set of different and varying degrees of identification. And maybe this is something that we have to standardize more. Maybe this is something that we have to, as a country, and I know some countries are doing like Estonia. Like we say, okay, this is what you're getting. You know, everyone has a maybe. Maybe everyone gets a passport when they're a citizen. Yeah, and that passport re- renews, or it's they they knock the price down to really cheap or whatever, hmm. and you authenticate through that. So there's ways to do that. I, I again, it's it's a it's solving a design problem. It's not really. Um, I don't feel like it's an issue with. It's impossible because honestly. We can't go any worse than what we have now, Peter. It can't are, go are any worse. Are you sure? Yeah. The electronic... I mean, I'll, I can okay. only speak from my own personal experience. And for what it's worth, I don't know that that's all bad. Like, I get there. I'm in a pool of people to begin with. Yeah. Right now, look. There might be a significant likelihood that okay, this pool of people from this area vote one, you know, more so this one way. So there's a good chance that the government could maybe like identify like, oh, he probably voted X. But there's no guarantee of that. Okay. Where in this case, I mean, if because the problem I have with this is authentication. We're talking about it's like, well, what else would it be? Would it be your? I mean, like double authentication. A uh, two-step authentication we have right now. Yeah, it's like sent to your phone. It's sent to your. Um, yeah, it can be email, like phone, or computer, or whatever. Yeah. Right, and and yeah. a password or whatever, something yeah. like that. As far as I know, every single one of those items I just stated can be compromised. Can be compromised. True. True. Let me or get- or or like. Hey, give me the data from the government rec- asks for it. Now, Apple might be on my side a little <laughs> bit more so on some things. So, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Let me answer your question okay. after our break. Well, the weather is warming up and we're excited to introduce a new friend. His name is Mr. Koya. And he really, really likes his short sleeves and button downs. Yeah, and you know what that means. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> Mr. Koya is a new sponsor of Future Break, and uh, they are an awesome, awesome company from Australia with some of the best patterns that we've probably seen in a long, long time on a shirt. So think colorful, loud, in your face, but beautiful. 
a definition of the word popping, if you will. Popping, exactly. Yes. You get, we Okay. What's your favorite one that you got? I love this one. It's the Featherstone. Think of a light green seafoam color and then big pink flamingos all over. <laughs> and this thing will get you noticed. And it's it feels amazing to put it on, too. You don't have to wear a baggy Hawaiian shirt anymore. This is a great fit for your body. The one that I have chose is the Dynasty. You just have to go to the website to check it out. Totally. So go to mrkoya.com and check it out. And by the way, go to um, check it out at mrkoya.com, excuse me, forward slash future break. Yep. And enter the promo code Death Star. You get 20% off your order plus free shipping when you buy two or more shirts. Again, that's the code Death Star. We'd love for you to check them out. We've been loving our shirts. <laughs> and uh, we'll need to post something on our social. Absolutely. All right. Check out Mr. Koya again. That's Future Break. MrKoya.com slash Future Break. Check it out. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's the answer. Here's this the is answer an, to all this the problems. A, this is an answer, I think. <laughs> uh, um, it's complicated. I I think this makes the most sense when it's uh, when the system is used as a statewide system, right? Meaning it's not a federal government system, because quite frankly, the the U.S. citizens would probably freak out, <laughs> and we right now we don't run elections in a in a federal capacity like it's all state and local level that gets pushed up to the government right so this would have to be some kind of a statewide system again you know using using the blockchain technology Mm -hmm. which is that to me that's the that's the killer feature right there i agree the let your vote is stored in a ledger that's public that cannot be hacked the ledger cannot be hacked right the authentication piece of it, let's just say... But can your identification be hacked? Well, of course. Okay. Of course. Okay, keep going though. Yeah. But let's just say, you know, we start off doing something like this, but we don't go full digital, you know, I got a push notification to vote. Right. You still have to go to the precincts. You have to do this. And when you get there, there's there's iPads there instead of... um you know, instead of the paper and all that stuff. Right, yes. And, and they verify you there. So there's a human-to-human, like, okay, you know, they check your ID. They, they do the same process as today. Yep. Does that, re- does that ease some of the concerns that you have? Yeah. <laughs> you look suspicious there, Peter. Well, how is that different than what I was talking about earlier? What I'm saying is by by saying this is this is the same authentication that that you're having now, and instead of getting it, instead of you texting or but, you but you now we can it, build that off of the, on the blo- top of the blockchain in some capacity. Well, yeah, so this is this is what I'm advocating for is we build our voting systems on the blockchain. That's the that's the whole key to this whole thing. Agreed, right? So because you and the, I, okay, everyone, Serge and I are in agreement on this. This is not this is not. <laughs> blockchain 
Stop yelling at me, Peter. I'm not yelling. Stop okay, yelling, okay. dude. <laughs> We're fighting for the same thing. <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Okay, so I thought this is what I was talking about. How how do you how do you get the um well, let me ask you this. Is it just in some capacity like the precinct or this area has a certain number of just overall slots, if you will, that they have access to? No, I mean how do they you, because, when you come today, because, how do they no, verify you? Well by your driver's license. Yeah, they have a log, they have a ledger. Right, but says, there's a certain amount of people on that ledger. Yeah, and those are no the more. registered voters for that city. Correct. That are registered with the city, and they're registered in that precinct only, right? Correct. So if I go to a different precinct, I can't vote. No, right? This, no, right. So this is, a, okay. So if that could happen. Okay. And then when they vote, it they have a reference number, like what you're talking about. Will that work? Does this make sense? Because we're, I feel like what we're ideally wanting here is some sort of like you said, oh, your your reference number or your whatever lookup number is two K Y Z whatever blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah. Mm-hmm. But you've been utterly randomized and essentially from that precinct area. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, once again, great. It's not any different than it is right now, except it's on a blockchain. Yeah. And and it's in real time updated. So, okay. Yeah. And so maybe you and I just, uh, Okay. So. Uh, great. 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 Okay. But why? So why? Why does that not? You know, I take that back because that would literally. It would take away... It, it would make it better, actually. Okay, I'm going to agree with you now. Okay, I'm agreeing with you. Yes. Okay. I'm winning here. Because I can see, like, oh, the Scantron messed up. It, like, you know, read that number two shading, just a little bit... Number two pencil shading different than it was yeah. supposed to. Yeah. Blank, blank, blank. Yeah, whatever, and even whatever, the whatever. EMS systems, like I've been reading just, just as you're talking here, you know, we've had cases where... Um, in Florida, you you know, there's, like... They record... They, they, they knew there's three cases that... Somebody voted for a Democrat, I think. Yeah. And it changed the the voting system itself. The big hardware thing changed it from a Democrat to a Republican for three people. So how does that? It doesn't happen with this blockchain voting because why does not why does it not happen? Because I'm... everything is tied to like the problem was in the actual system itself. This is all tied to. The, the blockchain and, and and I feel that um again you're 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 the system basically, is still making the record though, correct? It's making the record, yes. And you are essentially taking your vote and you're you're putting it in onto the ledger which is all transparent. So you can you can always see what you voted. You right. can always see that, right? So and obviously a lot of these things will have to be ensure that they don't happen like something like this. You know, software is not perfect inherently and there's always stuff that we want to do but this is really taking voting from a hardware even right now. Paper is hardware. It's something that physical and making it a software. Here's why I'm so passionate about this. So 
I'm from the Soviet Union, right? Former Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, no, I... Okay, voter turnout there was insane. Everybody voted. That was just your... Du- I mean, that was like your, you know, quote-unquote civic duty, but it was, you know, more or less enforced. You you needed to vote. But, again, we know the, the Soviet Union and how, the, how rigged it was and, and, you know, like Putin still winning... With insane vote numbers, which are just not not really real, and anyways, right? You come to America, people, patriots died so that we could have a right to vote on our taxes, right? Remember the Revolutionary War? Oh yeah, patriots died for the right of voting, and they would be rolling in their graves right now if they heard that. Oh, a municipal election is is turning out, you know. 3% of the people in the city. Like, are you joking me? They they sacrificed their life and their freedom and like they they signed their own death warrant basically to give us that right so we can elect our own officials, so we could you know, elect how our representation and our taxation and all that happens. And we are just like just wanton with it. We're just like, "Ah, who cares? It's only it's only a school board election." Man, that school board election can change the the course of a city. This is why I'm telling you is the la- as you remove friction from voting, it becomes more popular. With Estonia, I was just looking some up. About a third of their elections happen now digitally online. A third. Now that number could obviously improve and. I feel like if we do something like that in, in either South Dakota or any other state or in the U.S. eventually, I feel like more people would vote. More people would have the ability to be informed and see kind of the process. Like it's, you know, like there's almost a progress bar then. You've got a progress bar of this candidate, progress bar of this candidate. You can see in real time people choosing. You don't have to wait for the news to verify. You don't have to ver- wait for people to recount. It's just done. That's my little soapbox there. I, uh... How do I say this? I feel at least... I feel like at least today... Mm-hmm. If I can say this somehow, we made a little progress. I think so, yeah. Right? There's still challenges here. Yeah. And I think I think sometimes maybe in this amazing, beautiful country we, we live in that, yeah, good, my goodness, men, men and women lay down their life for, uh, we take, we take a lot of things for granted. And uh, I will still say this, I am still very grateful for the current voting system that we have. Yes, as imperfect With, as it is. As yeah. imperfect as it is. Uh, <laughs> just remember, people, that is nothing compared to a situation where some guy claims he won 98% of the votes. That doesn't That doesn't even make sense. Exactly. It exactly. doesn't. No. So... Um, Yeah, I 
it's it's a it's it's one of those thoughts of like how do we make it in such a way where it is accessible to people it does have that blockchain mentality of a record is made and it is locked in stone you cannot hack that i agree with you that you know the difference here that we're talking about hacking is instead of hacking the user it's more so hacking the the actual voting records is what we're talking about right mm-hmm. so in other words if something was stored electronically, it you couldn't for the voting records, you couldn't go in and mess it up. Yeah. It's locked. Yep. So yeah, that is my goodness, we should be trying to do more of that. Um uh that is a that is a that's a beautiful, beautiful idea. Um it's just how do we make that in a way that is you know, allows the anonymity of people at the same time makes it so that yeah we don't have people who are dead voting yeah um and uh because you know here's the thing with with the government being able to somehow pinpoint that you voted x y and z because i think we're still we're still cautious of that i know we live in a wonderful country but you're from the from, from the soviet union that doesn't sound cool to you at all i'm sure oh surge voted x Mm. watch list yeah and and that's you know with theoretically people they're just you know whatever but yeah with with like you know you bring up a good point like what if we have a dictatorial government right what if we have someone that's like oh we're gonna take this yeah i mean this if things if things are set up in in using the blockchain this would be a lot more fair right because it's transparent, because it's open. Right. Why did Bernie, do you remember Bernie Sanders? Yeah. Why did Bernie Sanders steal so much money? Is it, no, not, not Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Bernie Madoff. Bernie sorry. Madoff. The yeah. other Bernie, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Freudian slip there. <laughs> Why did Bernie Madoff make off with so much money? I'll give you an answer. He could, he could hide it. No. You know how he hit it? Hmm. Paper trails. Other investment firms were giving people, you know, a lot a place to log in to see where their money's at, to see growth, the transparency, right? Bernie Madoff. It was all done via a statement that you got in the mail. Okay. And you know how easy it is to fake a statement? Mm-hmm. That's how he duped. So much people. Hmm. It's literally because he had control over what was sent out to the to the customer to his customer. With voting, if a blockchain type voting system is enacted, the transparency of that is immutable. You cannot fake it. It's there, and you as a citizen can go in there and verify. Hey, I voted this way. Let's make sure, let's double check. And yep, I double checked and it works. I wonder if, I wonder if that would also mean that it also holds a lot of things accountable. Boy, man, I'm just starting to really realize like all the wonderful things that we have is like balance and checks is right now. Checks in this country. It's kind of this concept of like all of a sudden five people are like, hey, we went back and verified 
and we voted X, and our ledger recording says Y. Yeah. The software is screwing this up. Yep. And now, due to the freedom of speech and the an open press, they can publish that and like it go. I mean, oh my word. Yeah, totally. Okay. Totally. So yeah. I got one one cool thing and we're going to wrap up here. Yep. As we were talking, <laughs> there's a... Uh, I like this more and more, actually. Yeah. This is... Uh, I found this um, blockchain voting platform that, that we'd love your help with. We'd love for you to help us test something. <laughs> so I created a quick... Um, poll and it's it's from a tool called polis p-o-l-y-s dot me um polis yeah we're gonna we're gonna post our link on our on our facebook and our social media and and discord as well we'd love for you to go in there and vote and tell us uh, and the question is really simple should we pursue electronic voting and there's a yes option and a no option and we'd love for you to give us some feedback on that how that how that all looks and works and and here's the thing, right? Like, there's a QR code that you can use to QR code to pull up the the voting. You can click on the voting link, and uh, we're going to leave it open for a little bit, and then uh, we'll follow up with with some results. Interesting. So, Paulus, Paulus, yep. Check it out, people. Well, what do you think, Peter? Did you did I, did I convince you thoroughly, or did are you still I am hesitant? Uh, I am. I'm. I'm more excited. I guess you could say. Okay. And I think again, as as all technology, like we will continue to enhance and build and 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 really perfect and and make it, you know, what it really should be. Um. So sometimes we just have to give it a little bit of time, and. I'm I'm looking forward to that future where I I'm laying on my couch and I just voted for the next president of the United States. <laughs> we'll see. It sounds wonderful. Because it is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Thanks everyone for for listening to this episode. This was a this was a good little discussion. Um, I knew I'd win you, Peter. Come on. Okay. All right. I knew I'd win you over, dude. There you go. So uh, you can check us out on futurebreak.net. That's our website. Um, we are on Twitter at futurebreakpod. Uh, we are also on Facebook at futurebreak. Where else can you find us? Yes, you can check us out on your favorite podcast player of choice, Apple. Podcast, Spotify, Castbox, boy, you name it. Um, Overcast, one that we like. Um, but yes, thank you so much for everyone for tuning in and listening to us. We are we've been looking at some numbers lately, and we are just kind of just overwhelmed and blessed. And so, we thank you sincerely from the bottom of our hearts. Indeed. All right. All right. We'll have a magical day, everyone. Cheers. <laughs>